0: Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host, Rich Polly, and joining me today is young Ben Hibbert. <laughs> he started off with, like, no effort at
1: all, then you sort of realised, oh, great, and then he jumped into all the effort. What? He sort of, hello there, and then he went, I'm Rich Polly!
0: I've been told I should be more enthusiastic.
1: Hello there,
0: anyway. Anyway, hi. I'm also joining us...
1: Not already been talking to you.
0: <laughs> um, also joining us today is, uh, oh, I'm, I'm trying to think of something witty, but I can't. It's Cormac Higgins. Hello. Oh, it was something Hello. about horses or saving vets' lives, uh, animals' lives, instead of playing X Wing or something, but it's fine. It, it wasn't, wasn't going to be funny, so I just didn't. How you doing, are you doing, Cormac?
1: You good? Horse fister extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't think that's the medical. You said you you were
2: going for something factual, not accurate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh all right. If the Royal
3: Veterinary College are listening to this, this is not true. (laughs) It was one night.
0: (laughs) All right. And you've heard his voice. He's here. He's here again. It's Dale Cromwell. Hi, Dale. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. We're going to try and keep this fairly under control. Oh, also I should introduce Tim because he's doubtless going to speak right. because he was at the same event as everybody else. Hiya, Tim.
4: That's very generous of you. Thank you. I don't see him there. <laughs> I can I never remember
0: whether you're going to talk or not. And it's like, oh, go on. I'll just say hello to you anyway. Um, right. Uh, so today we're going to talk about, uh, we obviously skipped last week because um, Ben and Tim were flying back from Hanover. Uh, well, it was a world's qualifier. Um, at the same time as they were flying back, Cormac and Dale were driving back because Cormac is like a, a kind of ginger Irish version of Mr. T slash BA Baracus in the A-Team, where he won't get on a plane unless he's had. Is it whiskey rather than drugged milk? Uh,
3: whiskey normally is at the end of the, or just before the plane's about to start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just anything with alcohol in it
3: yeah I've normally had a couple of beers by that point
0: <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> airport breakfast yeah
3: well it's al- it's always quite funny because m- I've worked my um one of the people looks at my emails just to keep an eye on what's happening while I'm gone, and she always gets the notifications then of oh look, you've logged into the Weatherspoons app again. you've ordered this you've ordered this
1: <laughs> you've ordered this yeah she put it on the business account <laughs>
0: traveling for a conference yeah <laughs> for that purposes <laughs> anyway uh, right so yeah hanover was uh, a couple of weekends ago and the four lads uh, were all there so um we'll just kind of we'll, we'll talk through um so it was a world uh world qualifier um you had the opportunity if you were top four to win an invite to worlds in March, yeah, March, um, in at uh, Adepticon in Chicago. And if you won the event, you got a paid flight and hotel, I think, uh, to Worlds as well. So it was, um, something to play for. And as well as that, they had the, um, I'm gonna call it the 2020, um, <laughs> pre COVID prize support. So the the fashion prize is the nice stuff. The is it
1: was it in for is it in Oh, you mean, yeah, no, yeah, I know what you mean. Sorry. Ignore me. No.
0: I, no, I thought you the, meant uh, the
1: prize wall.
0: No, they, they had a prize wall as well, which is a, was actually really cool because Asmodee Germany stepped up and kind of said, well, there isn't much stuff for the prize wall, so here have all these board games. Um so a load some of, of
1: the... T-shirts as well, which was quite
0: cool. Oh, that's cool. I, I think uh, Funwalk said he got a copy of like Zombicide, which is like a $100 game with his prize wall tickets because he didn't want any more bits of tokens and plastic and stuff. So, um, yeah, anyway. How's he uh, going to
1: so... feed his addiction, though?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we'll, guess we'll start with you, Ben, since you're talking. Um, how did you get on? <laughs> yeah, I went free and free. No, oh, Okay, um, so you brought your first order list in the end, didn't you?
1: Yeah. But really, going into the last round, I had no chance of making cut because my strength schedule was so bad. Because I lost my first two games and then submarined for the rest of the day.
0: Cool. So you were close to, I mean, d- were, was there any point after you lost those first two where you thought I can, I can make this on MOV, or were you just playing for fun at that point?
1: Um, I was no, I was still trying at that point, but like um, to think Tim let me know just before, I was like not to worry too much because my strength of schedule was
0: bobbins. Yeah, that happens when you lose your first two. Sadly, yeah, yeah. You're, you're always going to finish bottom of the whatever bracket you end up in if you lose your early games, like losing your last two games, going 4-0 and then losing two, means you're most likely to be towards the top. Um, but in the end, it was a... Oh, no, it wasn't. It was an eight-person cut, wasn't it? It wasn't, Yeah, it was,
1: yeah it was just a top eight. On.
0: It was a top eight, so instead of
3: doing more recent tournaments where it's been X and 1, they decided to do a... just a top eight from both days. So... I think it worked out basically six people went uh, undefeated or X and one, roughly. And then it was going to work out about two people would go 4-2 with good SOS. So even at 4-2, you did have a chance, but it did obviously depend on your SOS.
0: Yeah, it's one of the things I've noticed about little events is like if you lose your first one, you're that's it. You know, your strength of schedule is just so bad that you're not going to finish towards the top of, you know... Of it, but you know, X and one is works for that. But like top eight, I guess, gives people who go four and zero oh and then have a, a bad couple of runs at the end of the day um, a chance to play in the cut. Um, it's good, okay. So, and then apart from that, you got drunk and had loads of German food. According to the pictures, are all over Facebook. Yeah, yeah well, the the
1: first night we we're there, me and Tim got very drunk. But um, Tim's not as experienced as I am with hangovers and had to sit day one out and play again the next day. <laughs> so uh, tim
0: yeah. tim you were scheduled to play in day one yeah instead of playing in day one you played in day two because your thought, brain wasn't functioning
4: well no i thought you know whilst i'm on holiday i thought i'd uh have another day to uh you know chill out
1: <laughs> do you want to know the worst Is you'd expect me to be the bad influence but it was tim's idea to start drinking early
4: well, yeah, like I said, I was on holiday, so I was like, "Well, we'll have a few drinks," and uh, yeah, Which turned into a lot of drinks. Like, I think I think I could have played, but uh, I just, yeah, it was it was touch and go whether or not anything was staying down. So I was like, you know, you know what, I I will just be uh, the better man and go back to bed.
0: <laughs> Sounds like you're actually being wise, to be honest, Tim. Well, I think
4: I think. It, I think I probably would have been better playing in day one. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it could have worked out either way. But I think the, the thing that I I think I said to somebody else is uh, if I had played on the Friday, lost my first two games, and, and I was hungover, I would have blamed the hangover. Whereas at least if I played like... Yeah, without a hangover. If I lose the first two games, I can only blame myself. Um, So I I didn't want an excuse for having a a bad start. Essentially,
0: okay. How did you get on in the end on day two? Then,
4: Um, yeah, pretty well. Uh, So I was three and zero at lunchtime and uh, riding high. I got invited to come on stream and uh, yeah, lost the next two, which put me in a pretty uh, sort of precarious position. Um, I actually watched my stream game back, and I'm just gutted. Like. I think I actually played it pretty much spot on and it just didn't quite come off. Um, But hey-ho, you know, that happens. And then I ended up playing a gentleman called Roger in the last game. We were both Republic and uh, I won by a point. Question mark. Question mark. Um, (laughs) And finished 4-2. And my strength of schedule, uh, I missed cut by 0.09. And I realized that two of my opponents played each other in the last round. And if they'd been drawn against different people and won, both won, uh, I probably would have made cut. So that was like super close. But um, no, good day, uh, good games. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it, it was it was good. And uh, I didn't play any side events. Uh, I instead went and helped out Daniel and Sebastian with the stream on Sunday. Uh, So if you want to see some uh, quality commentary, uh, it's X-Wing SHG on YouTube, and I commentated on Top 8 and then Top 4 with Funwalk. Cool.
0: And you ended up wearing a Mandalorian helmet because people were (laughs) donating or subscribing or something yeah doing some twitch related antics well that's it, do yeah. anything
4: to cover tim's face up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well it's so it, it, it yeah so i think you can pay a certain like number of points and i think when i was doing the top eight sebastian wore it and then for top four Funwok said something like he didn't want to mess his hair up or or something like that so <laughs> Uh, I said I uh, I you know I'd I'd wear it and um yes, it's quite hard to actually see what, what you're doing and it was fogging up and uh but no, it was it was good fun. I enjoyed actually uh, doing the, the commentaries it was uh, quite the ne- good.
3: The next stretch goal for us was in the hot
4: tub. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, that'd nice. some serious serious money, but um no, it's good. Um so yeah, I, I'm glad I made the trip. Cool. Yeah,
0: it was um, a good trip. cool. So Ben went three three. You went four two. Who's question next? Mark. <laughs> four two. Chris <question> Mark. Um, <laughs> yeah. asterisk Yeah. So <laughs> Cormac, how did you get on?
3: Um, I was. Um, I really enjoyed my weekend. So I went. Um, I lost my first game. Um, against a double decimator list, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the list anyway, but. Lost my first game and then managed to win my next five. So, ended the day on 5-1. I was really good. I had some really good games. They were all close. It was all, you know, uh, different points in the game where it could have gone either way. Um, So, there was nothing that was like, oh, this is straightforward and a whitewash. Um, And then the next day in the cut, so top 16 was quite weird because the player who I played in my last game um, which was Taloncore, um, we ended up playing again in the top 16 with the same scenario which was yeah. quite like okay that's weird um, but we managed I was a bit worried about that one because obviously you know you've played the game he's lost it and you're thinking okay now he's going to learn what he's going to do against me but I, it still worked. I, I kind of still had the advantage. So.
1: Was that your last game, did you say, Carbac?
3: It was the last game of day one and then the first game of yeah. the cut. Yeah,
1: It's funny because I remember walking past looking at you thinking, oh, he's not in a good spot. And I wandered off, come back, and I'm oh, now he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: But that was it for most of the games. Is they were all really, like, again, without um, kind of banging the drum of 2.6. They were all really, really good and really, really close. And it was good. Um, it was nothing that I was like, going, oh, well, this is straightforward. This person doesn't know what they're doing or they're you know, ignoring objectives. Or They were all really solid. Um, so then my top eight game, then I lost to the eventual winner, which was a ridiculously close game. Um, it was one of those where he had a bombardment drone that is pretty much like MVP for the whole game because I, I put four like range one, seven fleet shots into him. I did two damage. And then even on the last round of the game, it was either going to be that Anakin had to kill him or, or just if Anakin killed him, I won. If Anakin just didn't die, it was a draw and we had to do a road rule. Uh, roll, and the droid lives on one, but manages to then kill Anakin, and I'm like, oh, that was... Anakin just completely triple-blanked, and you're like, all right, fair enough. So, um, but yeah, that was a really fun game. Although I'm not entirely sure which which was better. I think it was better that Anakin just blanked out, rather than losing it on the road rule. That would have been... Road roll. That would have been, I think, more annoying. So, it was a really good game, and he played it really
0: well. So you went top eight in the end. Um, yeah. So five and one on first day, and then through one round of Swiss, and uh, yeah, one round of cut. Sorry, um, you were using your old faithful Republic list. Um, yeah, kind of new
1: while.
3: new variation. Like, kind of, I just looked at what Niels did in uh, UK qualifier, and I kind of changed a bit around. But it's basically the principle is. Take Hound, put Seven Fleet Gunner onto that, and then take three Jedi um, and basically try and delete stuff as quick as possible and then just don't die. Um, which it's it's very, very good at. And it's just it's an interesting variation on Republic because you're actually a lot more aggressive with it than you are with a lot of other Republic things.
0: Um it's because you ha- a sneaky little alpha strike list, really, isn't it? But it doesn't look like one when you first look at it.
3: Yeah, basically, and you have to because you've only got four ships, so you're usually like in that um matchup against Adrian, he had uh was it seven ships in that list? Um I think it was seven ships. It's either six or seven ships. So you're you're and it was assaulted the satellite array, so you're you're automatically losing uh objective points because he can just sit on a rock and get that point indefinitely Mm -hmm. so you have you have to basically go okay right i need to delete a droid a turn ignore objectives to a degree and just try and catch up so that he doesn't have the actual ships to make it a more balanced number so you have to just be really aggressive which is quite interesting because most of the republic stuff i've played has tended to be a little bit more you know you kill a couple of half of ships and just don't die and you win. Whereas this is going all out, trying to get the weakest ships of the opponent's list off the board.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to have a look at Adrian's list.
1: (laughs) See if I can actually find it. So it's Grievous. um, It's usual Grievous. Then you've got Cad Bay and Elusive, Heavy Laser Cannon, Ion Cannon. Uh, Xanadu Blood, Prox Mines, then you've got a Bombardment Drone with Prox Mines and Independent Calculations Landing Struts, and then you've got another one with Seismic Cluster Mines and Independent and Landing Struts. You've got a DFS-08 with Energy Shells and a Separatist Drone with Discord Missiles. So
0: six ships, and he's got? four that can just park on objectives basically so yeah yeah it make, makes sense that you, you're saying your win condition there is just basically start killing stuff as quickly and efficiently as possible isn't it um because you're never gonna beat him on the um on the objectives game
3: no i played it really well but it, it was just one of those where you know you you face this drone and you're like okay he has not died from this bombardment on the first uh first engage that i had with him and then the he comes back at the end and has the last laugh and just goes, "Right, Anakin, I think I think I worked it out. Anakin had a eighty five percent chance of just being alive, and of course he dies. So you're like, oh, well, meant to be. So fair enough. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, Liam's chatted about it a couple of times in previous weeks, where you know." If, if you need your dice to pull you out and they do six games out of seven on that last game and they don't, you can't really be mad. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's the nature of flying those three green ships, isn't it? They can be dreadful for your opponent because you just never take any damage or you can evaporate in one shot.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, and and that was it. In that, in that game, what let me down was it was just one of those games where the uh, fire convergence and all the none of the mods were hitting you know i was just getting the three hits rather than the four hits so it wasn't actually the green dice and the blank out that killed me it was the not killing the drone earlier so Mm -hmm. but again fair enough it was kind of he played it really well he he was really tuned on to what he had to do with objectives but how to also defend them and it was um again it's it's really nice when someone Knows what they're doing with objectives because then it it becomes a real even battle.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, Dale, you've been very quiet, sitting there waiting for your turn. While because he hasn't, he hasn't realised he's muted himself. Now, <laughs> No, I got told to mute myself, so I've been waiting. So have you have you been have you been working away? Are you on site while we're talking to you, or are you at home? No, I'm all good. I'm all good. <laughs> no work answer... no work
2: today. No I was gonna say I didn't
0: answer the question, which makes me think that you're <laughs> that you're actually el- elbow, elbow deep in gypsum. <laughs> um how did you get on, Dale?
2: Uh so I um I managed uh five one on the Saturday. Um yeah. my loss was Adrian who won the thing. Um we played the um uh, assault on the satellite array and again like Cormac said he was very on it with objectives and stuff we actually managed to I was quite behind during most of the game and then realized the only way that I had a chance was to kill Cad Bane one turn and then kill Grievous the next turn before I ran out of time and Vader managed to do that which I was super chuffed with but then that bombardment drone that was mvp in cormac's game was the same one that killed my wampa so we ended up on a dead draw but we did it with time left on the clock Uh which i hadn't didn't actually know how the game ends if that happens but after checking the rules you carry on playing until someone is ahead basically or time's called and uh, i totally misjudged um i went in to try and kill something and basically realized that was totally the wrong thing to do because uh if you just, nothing dies, and he's got, uh, I misjudged a uh, uh, satellite to be uh, contested. Uh, mine, and it was contested, which means I lost by one. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's very important to keep your eye on the ball with objectives. Uh, but, um, yeah, that was a very, very tight game um, that I had lost just at the last there. But that was my one loss in Swiss. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I went through... To top eight and lost to the double decimated list that played Adrian in the final so that's catch
0: catch' his list, yep, so he yep. went he went six in oh one day two on heat two, so the one that that you guys played in he was the six and o player the undefeated yeah um it's an interesting list and I did watch a couple of his games on stream and I've played against Ketch a couple of times on TTS tournaments. Um, he's a very, I'm going to say, considered player. He doesn't get a lot of turns in and I think that this list really helped him um, because if you're only playing five or six turns, which is you know bottom end of average for a game in 2.5, you're not really going to kill a decimator in, in that number of turns unless something weird happens. Um so but I mean it is a very, very strong list. Did, did did how did you find playing against it? Yeah, so I um
2: uh I tried to go all in on Oiken to try and get him off the table. Um most of the tricks kicked in but I uh lost uh lost Vader in the initial joust for it. Um, which wasn't my funnest moment um, <laughs> it kind of put me on thing for the rest of the game uh, and uh, it annoyed me a bit because s- silly things like if i would been thinking it back over it, if I'd been more aggressive with Vader I wouldn't have been in quite the death box that I put myself in um, if I'd gone a little bit quicker with him and then if I'd committed later on once I'd lost him, committed everyone to try and burn down Oiken rather than a few of them I may have been able to burn him down before he could put more damage in. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. You need to put, you need to put enough shots in over a couple of turns. Um, but those desis take a lot of killing.
0: Yeah, and they're also pumping out a lot of hurt as well because they've, yeah, got, a fifth, they've got a fifth brother on one and Vader on another. So mm-hmm. they're doing free free damage, auto damage on yeah. somebody. And then, you know, chucking chucking dice as well. So, yeah, they're a bit rude. But he was
2: very—he's like you say—he's very—he's um, very meticulous. He, he'll work for all his triggers and stuff, and won't miss a beat. Whereas I was missing triggers all over the place. So he's very um, considered player, like you say. But yeah. it's good game. Good game. Yeah.
1: Can we just mention Dale's um, last game on day two? Go on. So, so I wasn't watching. I was just sort of stood. Um, I think I stood near Tim while Tim was playing.
3: I think I've got mute on there.
1: No, we can hear you. Oh, sorry.
3: Um and I just it's, heard this. it just hasn't been very interesting as of yet. I just <laughs> heard this
1: like great big laugh and like giggling coming from Dale's table. And we're all like, what's going on there? And then he told us afterwards, was it I can't remember the exact, but it's this guy did a really the double like,
2: the double decimator thing. The, yeah, There's another did, double decimator? Yeah. He did, he did, he did some a, move, didn't he? And then he, you He did some crazy move with a stress decimator, and he was like, You're never gonna see that coming. And then I went straight behind him with Vader, um, exactly behind range one behind him. I went, oh, I knew you were going to do that. And he was like, I can't believe it. How did you call it? I was like, I didn't. I didn't. That wasn't the move. I dialed in. And then <laughs> 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 he went from total us to leave to um, you're a dickhead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you just, just flipped your it's... dial and did, and did the too hard, which was the perfect move or whatever. When you'd actually dialed in like a three straight or something, exactly, exactly, yeah,
1: yeah. I just <laughs> thought it was a nice thing to see. in like, obviously, the last game, and it was whoever won that game probably made the cut. But yeah, that they, was they were still having fun. You know, like yep. it was just nice to see
0: people yeah. having fun playing X-wing. I don't know, I know. What how X-Wing? dare they? You did it wrong, <laughs> Dale. Stop enjoying yourself. It's a serious game. The
2: game's supposed to be ruined. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's always it always has been the case is that you know the the game that you have with your opponents is the is the fun. You know, the 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 thing that's going on on the three x three mat in between you is it's almost irrelevant, or almost to how much fun you're having in the game. Because if you bounce off your opponent and you're both there and you're both enjoying yourselves, then you know irrespective of the outcome of the match itself, you know, you've won. And, you know, people joke about, you know, the winning being the friends that you make along the way. But I think, you know, the conversations and the chats that we can have about various things where we meet up in real life, you know, is kind of, that's why X-Wing's fun. And I think it's, it's one of the great things to see um, what these world qualifiers kicking off all over the world now um, that people are getting the, the big X-Wing event buzz back again. Um, Absolutely, and, yeah. And I think it's a shame that some people are missing out on it because they're not willing to give this version of the game a chance, basically, you know, because I think a lot of the people that have dropped X-Wing, and they won't be listening to this now, so, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not talking to them. <laughs> but um, a lot of them are missing out on something that they would still be enjoying, um, almost through a sense of, well, I've already quit, so I'm not going back. But... Anyway, so that was Hanover. Um, so congratulations then to the winner, um, who beat both of our guests, um, Adrian Dittrich. Congratulations to him, and commiserations to Thomas Schulte or, or Ketch, as he's known online, uh, for coming second. Um, I mean, com- commiserations. They've got second commiserations. You know, second at a world qualifier is okay. Um, so it was, I think, just over a hundred people across the two flights, wasn't it? Uh, it's like fifty-six and forty-something. Yeah, yeah, it was like a hundred and ten, uh, which is a great number. Um, I think that's about the same size that Hanover System Open used to get to. So um, that's obviously over two days, but um, so that's a good one. Fantastic. Anything else from any of you about Hanover?
4: Yeah, um, I, I will say that it was a, a fantastic venue and uh not just just for the gaming center but um but also like just a a nice town to go and visit um the the travel to and from the venue was uh very easy we had um uh subway and so the subway station was right by our airbnb and so like essentially you buy a nine euro ticket in germany for like a month's all-inclusive like public transport so we just whizzed on the subway up and you know, to and from the venue each day Uh, able to pop out into sort of the town for food and drink in the evening and yeah just a really nice break and um yeah i just say that you know that is what international sort of x-wing trips are all about it's not all about the gaming it is all is about you know sort of socializing and you know having a break you know enjoying ourselves and um yeah i would recommend it as a uh, a destination for anybody that's considering uh going abroad in future years
0: yeah, locals were hosting and helping as well. I know um, Funwalk, um, internet celebrity Funwalk was there in person, but <laughs> um, cosplaying as Ollie Pocknell at one point with his um, <laughs> snapback hat on and um, trying his best to roll his eyes in an appropriate way while well, sounding very English. Um, <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, I know Funwalk spent a lot of time and effort trying to make sure that people were, you know, finding good places to eat and good places to drink and, you know, connecting people up with other people and that kind of stuff and you guys met up with sad toaster long-term long-time listener and former guest as well
1: that was great i, I cool. was very glad to meet him especially because little... we'd, we'd fall I'd, we'd have fallen asleep like we were just watching and chilling out for a bit and falling asleep and for some reason like my phone is never on like volume wise for mm-hmm. some reason i'd turned it on that day <laughs> so we managed to phone through which was nice
0: and then told you, I'm coming to meet you. He's
1: like, I'm going to pick you up. Get ready.
0: <laughs> I, need, I need to use you as a mule to send some stuff to Liam. Or oh, whatever.
1: <laughs> no, that was Liam one on the stream. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, fair
0: enough. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's Hanover. Um, there's been another um, world qualifier at Gencom. Uh, this weekend, um, we're going to talk about it very quickly, but we're not going to go into it in in any great detail. Bit of drama um, for anybody not up to speed. Um, a rather well known player was playing using rules that were changed about three months ago, um, which just goes to show that you need to learn the rules um, and know what the rules are for when your opponent tries to modify their attack dice at range zero using force or tractor a ship onto rocks. Um, and it was like, uh so judges dealt with it at the time, um, and nothing's to be done or said about it. And I don't think there's any need for any kind of um angry pitchfork wielding mob to mobilize over to the Midwest of America because you know, what, what would it do other than we'd all get? You can't back. stop me being mad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um I think it was won in the end by Duncan Howard. So who knew he's still good at X Wing? Um <laughs> But uh, and he was using a another version of the Republic list um, that Cormac talked about, which is basically stick a Latin shove seventh fleet gunner on and then fill it in with Jedi. Um, he had uh, though he had seven B Anakin, so he had the um, the the two green three red version rather than the CLT version of Anakin um, as well. But yeah, uh, a sim similar point actually it's one one for you Cormac, because you use R2D2. And Duncan had R2-D2. And he's an eight-point droid, but I've always looked at him and thought, is he not just better with spending those eight points on something else? What What is it that he brings into a squad? Um, so
3: actually, it was really interesting, and I suppose this is uh, indicative of the broader meta as well, was that um, normally it's a case of, okay, I can go in, be relatively aggressive, take a an evade, I'm never going to be killed in one shot, Um, but Anakin might be hurting, in which case then I can just go in, try and do as much damage as possible, and if I have to spend a turn or two disappearing with R2-D2, regen my shield, then fine. But R2-D2 works really well with Hound, because when you take the deplete to regen, Hound can take that deplete. So you basically end up in a situation where it's like, okay, I've taken damage on Anakin, but I can still be relatively aggressive because I can stay in the fight. Hound will take my deplete and I have less to worry about. Mm -hmm. But the bit, the bit that was really interesting in this tournament was there was an awful lot of bombs everywhere. Um, almost every list I faced had some sort of bombs. Um, weirdly I actually faced I think five out of my eight matches were Separatists but they I've never used R2 as much as for getting rid of a device which saved me in a lot of games where someone would have dropped, Django may have dropped a proton bomb and I'm like okay, right this, I kind of need to be in this position so R2 let's just get rid of that proton bomb great
4: yeah i I think i was watching one of your games and uh i think django had dropped a fuse bomb to start with and then um i thought well okay you you know where that bomb is you know where second one's probably gonna be so you can sort of bug out and you actually turned in i thought oh god is he he forgotten about the bomb and i didn't even realize what was in your list and then yeah he dropped a bomb you flew up to it and then removed it i was like Ah, <laughs> but it was um. Yeah, I, I can see that that could be very useful, especially when you've got no shields. Because you know, i mean, do you, do you have a shield upgrade on him?
3: Um, he has one shield. Yeah, he has a shield upgrade. So, so. You,
4: you could choose to tank it, but equally, if you can just get rid of it, then it makes life easier. Yeah.
3: it it's it, sometimes a decision. Is like, I mean, a lot of the times you will just tank it and just take it, but sometimes it's like, okay, well, I'm still in a good position. I've gotten evade, I actually don't. I suppose I probably shouldn't be taking that much damage anyway, so in which case I may as well get rid of the bomb. Um, But it means that my positioning is better, and it's where I want to be. So, I had never used R2 as much for bombs as this weekend, and I think that just shows there's a lot of them out there. But it was really handy to be able to go... There was another game in my top 8 where it was like, okay, he dropped a seismic, and it was going to pretty much get three of my ships, and I was able to go, okay, you've dropped seismic, that's not there anymore, fine.
0: Yeah, it, it, the, the utility of the piece is, is quite good. I think Republic R2 is probably the best, because you can still just use it to regen that shield, um, but it, it gives you the other options to do other stuff as well, because so, he can flip a card as well, can't he? Yes, he can ones.
3: repair a damage card, yeah.
0: Yeah, which is not a common thing. <laughs> you find um any in the game anymore with um r five and uh, especially not with it, it not actually taking an action uh because it's after you so it's after you activate so you take a deplete which you bounce over the hound you repair a damaged card or recover a shield or get rid of a device uh, it's lovely. Um you have you don't have spare parts canisters on do you no you you can't because you've got a shield upgrade. Yeah you can do it the once but yeah it's good. Yeah, lovely. Um, Cool. So, um, yeah, Duncan had that. Well done, him. Um, He doesn't listen to this. So there you go. We'll move on. Um, That was America. Uh, So um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, I mean, we'll touch on future Worlds qualifiers as well, because AMG have actually started. um, Well, there's quite a raft of them have been announced now. So um, uh, the next one is in the weekend of September the 1st to September the fourth, there are three happening simultaneously uh, so Nova Open in uh, Arlington Virginia, somewhere in America I guess, North Virginia um, uh, the Italian one in Rome I'm going to say yes? Uh, yes, on the same weekend and then the Dutch one in uh, just outside of Amsterdam in, I can't pronounce it um, Amsterfoort maybe, um, in the Netherlands. Um, so those three are all happening on the same weekend, kind of the second to the, or the first to the fourth of uh, of September. Um, and then 24th and 25th of September in Shanghai, if anybody fancies a really, really far away trip. Tickets are only $10 for that one, obviously acknowledging that the travel cost will be quite high. So um, it's <laughs> $10 for a ticket. Um, then the Spanish one, October 1st and 2nd uh there's is one that's been announced October 1st and 2nd at the UK is it called the London Grant Tournament in kind of East London um the Lee Valley Athletic Centre um which is uh again that's a relatively recent announcement um but there is a campsite next door where you can get a pitch for 15 quid so if you're really desperate to go and you can't afford London hotel prices then you can always just bring a tent um There's one in Canada on the 15th of October, um, and then Nordics have currently got just a Legion one announced on the 22nd, 23rd of October. But it's possible that they will um, add X-Wing to that as well because that seems to be what they've been doing um, previously. Um, But I've heard a rumour that there's going to be one in... Gothenburg in November so whether they do or don't, who knows but yeah, it's worth keeping an eye on their pages um, which is atomicmassgames.com slash events um, because there's going to be lots of world's qualifiers and if what you guys have said about Hanover and what everybody's been saying about Gen Con on various social medias is anything to go by big X-Wing events are back and they're still as much fun as they ever were so there we go um Right, that's Future World's qualifiers. And then we've got... Shall we talk about the XTC? Let's talk about the XTC. Um, So the XTC finals um, are at the end of this month. Um, I'm in Florida. I will be in Discovery Cove slash Animal Kingdom um, over the weekend, according to our schedule, which is on a spreadsheet that my wife has been curating lovingly for the last six months. (laughs) Um, So um, I've had to... um, Kind of remove myself from Team Ireland uh, for the uh, for, for the final. So um, that's now it's gone, that's you, it's your fault. Yeah, no, that that's
3: leadership for you, isn't it? It's just like, all right, guys, you keep going. I'm just going to be over here in Florida.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got you to the final. As you know, there you we are. We're in. You just have to execute it now, and I've replaced myself with a better player because Gary Colton is a much stronger player than me. So, um, yeah, we we'll we'll be all right. We'll be all right first game usa it'll be all right we've got to just leverage the time zone differences you know the fact that we'll have a full night's sleep and it's not three o'clock in the morning or whatever it is that they're they're going to be playing at for uh for the finals it'll be it'll be all fine um so yeah um congratulations to everybody who qualified um for the finals there was i'm gonna try and remember who's made it through um So I think Team uh, A was the interesting one, which ended up being Czech Republic and Spain. It was very, very close. Wales almost managed to qualify. Um, So, But uh, Spain qualified in first place, Czech Republic in second. Um, Group B, um, I'm pretty sure that was Germany and Australia. Yeah. Um, Who smashed it, basically. Um, Both of them just absolutely rinsed all of the other teams. but then I think they like they both lost one, but it was fine um, in the end. Uh, group C was,
4: was that the England group?
0: No, we were D. Oh, you were D. Um, C was oh, U- yeah.
4: USA Canada, wasn't
0: it? Oh, yeah, C is USA Canada. I keep forgetting about that one because I think everybody looked at that group and went, well, that's USA Canada qualifying from that one um, from the get-go. Then D was England and the Philippines. Uh, wow. Don't think anybody was expecting the Philippines, but that's just us not understanding X Wing outside of Europe and North America, I guess. Um, again, um, and then Group E was Ireland and Italy. So Italy having lost to our group actually went a bit weird because we went four and zero, and then by on the last day, the last game of the last week, there were still three teams who could, depending on how results went in other games, notionally win. So Mexico were crossing their fingers that Scotland would lose 5-0 <laughs> because if Scotland lost 5-0 Mexico qualified even if Italy won against Norway but basically Italy, Norway and Mexico were in a three-way clash they all ended up on 2-2 two and two, and it went down to tiebreakers um, so now we've got 10 teams and it's going to be a two-day event um, we've had the schedule and everything released now so we're all frantically deciding on lists and Trying to do pairings and all that kind of stuff and like matchups and yeah, it's good. Um, how have you found it? And I I, Cormac, you've been on Team Ireland. How have you found it so far?
3: Um, I have enjoyed it an awful lot more than I thought I would this year because I I kind of feel like ecstasy last year really was a high point I think for it because I think it was just that that perfect. Um, situation: We're perfect storm where everybody was really into online X Wing. Every all the international communities had gotten um, loads of players involved, and like you know, it was just really it was hyped everywhere. And whereas this year, this year just felt a little bit more low key because there was less countries, and obviously there was the whole two point six etc. But I think once we started playing it, and you were playing against people, it was. It, it Brought back that kind of like oh this is really fun you know the the team aspect of it you're chatting with each other is like what's the strategy here what should we do the um then watching the games and kind of watching them together and going oh my god what's and it it's it's actually a really fun event and I think it was quite good that it was only f- five weeks I think nice and short and sweet was actually quite good this year but it was very enjoyable because it was just that that's you're getting that camaraderie again and that kind of patriotism and like oh my god we've got mexico now we have to face them and you know how we, what time is that going to be asked and all those kind of things so it's it's a really fun event and i hope it continues again next year and just and gets back again a bit bigger i think it, it's it been successful enough from the people who've enjoyed it this year that I think it will just improve next year again.
0: Yeah, I, I think the important thing for this year with it was that it ran because there was a very real sense at one point that it was just not going to, um, yeah. you know, because um, Bartosz dropped out of um, the organisation um, or stepped back from it at least, and people wasn't really loving um, X-Wing at that point, you know, at the point that 2.5 dropped. And, you know, he's he's obviously very core to the Italian community. Um, and then even, you know, a couple of days before the deadline for team entry, there was, you know, kind of 14 or 15 teams in. And it looked like it was going to be really, really small. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of people kind of saying, oh, they just, just don't run it. There's no point. But, you know, they battled on and got the event over the line and ended up with 25 teams, which was, you know, because a, a bunch of teams basically joined at the very last minute, and it, it could have been 26 teams. Had um, but sadly Poland didn't find out that it was happening until after it was too late. So, um, you know, they jumped in and have been offering friendlies to anybody um who who have it. So you know, it could have been 26 teams, which it's nothing like the 33 that came in last year. Um but it's great and as you said you know the last uh, the the COVID one was the as you said it was like peak peak online x-wing it was you know massive and it got all of the all, you know everybody was vibing about it and constantly like frothing and everywhere was going mad and you know gold squadron were promoting it and the minox were promoting it and you know it was going off all over the place and you know everybody talking trash i was having to desperately stop myself from using words that Tim's going to have to beep out. (laughs) Um, But everybody talking trash about each other. Pocknell and Marcel Manzano having bets about drinking hot sauce and all this kind of stuff going on. So, um, you know, this year it was a a bit more of a subdued affair. But as you said, you know, Team X-Wing is the best X-Wing. I think for that reason that the um, the Sith Taker Open this year, our side event on the Sunday, we're going to run a little team event. Um, because it just it adds just another dynamic of fun into what should just be a a fun a fun event. Basically, you know, we're gonna just get people into little teams of three and uh, and run that as a side of, uh, side event for the Sith Taker Open. Because um, you know, I I love it. I know Tim, you're running a um a team event down in Bordenbrum in is it October? Yes, Siftaker
4: Taker's Taker's team event is going to be in November. November. So uh, yeah, ch- check out our Facebook page. Uh, Teams of three, and uh, yeah, should be a, a good day. Yeah. So cool. Uh,
0: how's the XDC been from your view, Tim, from Team England's camp? Because you've got a you've got a full and burgeoning squad of about nine people with assorted helpers and like yeah, management yeah. staff and all sorts. Of, like wow, well,
4: yeah, it's, it's not it's not quite that. So we've we've. Um... <laughs> uh so it's been good like so we tried to sort of learn some lessons from last year um so you know sort of the squad was picked sort of from active 2.5 players and active online players because that was Mm -hmm. going that was going to be the format and uh i think you know sort of the mentality of online play is slightly different to in-person play because having played in in, in in-person team events you know if you have a bad round, you've got your your, your teammates with you to sort of G you up and sort of get you focused for the next game. Whereas, you know, if you're sat at home by yourself and, you know, you, you know, being all salty, uh it you know, it does take a different kind of mindset to sort of get you, yourself out of that and then and back playing. So uh we did pick a few people. There was a few people that we wanted uh, perhaps uh, sort of the, to join the squad as such, but weren't available for the finals. Um, but we asked them to sort of hang around for experience and also practice. So, like Chris Burnett, for example, probably would have made the, the team, um, but wasn't available for finals. So he's been uh, quite helpful, sort of having around for sort of chats and games uh mm-hmm. Adam and then toby's uh come in to basically be the coach because one thing we did notice from the the finals when it's um essentially what nine, nine games over two days uh it puts a lot of pressure on the players for pairings so what me and ollie would like to do is obviously take a step back and just let toby sort of manage the pairings as such so he's been he's been part of the pairings process uh whilst we've been doing the weekly pairings Mm-hmm. And then what we can do is if one of us finishes early, you know, they'll chat with Toby and get the next round sorted. So it's it's less pressure if you go to time or whatever, to then suddenly actually go into pairings mode, then back into playing mode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's been good. Like, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed team placed, uh, team based, uh, competitions. Uh, so be it, I, I did you know 40 K ETCs, I think for about nine years or something like that. Um, so yeah, I do, I do enjoy it. And, um, I think this one has been a little bit quieter, and I think that has a little bit to do with, you know, the sort of 2.5, 2.6 transition. Uh, but also, people are sort of getting back to real life, you know, post-pandemic. You know, the sun's out, Um so it, there's less of a need for the online play. But I think uh it's still good, it's still good to get the uh, the XTC together. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. Do we do we retain an online version and an in-person version, or we do we just Go back to in person. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think going back to in person basically means that you lose the kind of Australia, Malaysia, Philippines, America, Canada, Mexico, Brazil, Colombia kind of side of things, and it'll probably need to be reverted to being a European team championship rather than a like a world team championship. Um, You know, because it's very very difficult to 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 get a team together. Although I know the USA did attend. The last in person one in Poland, um, you know, it's it's prohibitively expensive for those countries to travel.
4: So uh, the the Australians with the forty K scene used to basically come every other year. They couldn't yeah. they couldn't justify travelling every year, but they would they would bring a team every other year. Uh, and I know, like certainly the Australians and the Americans would kind of make it into like a like a two week holiday or something like that. And actually, yeah. um, whereas for for me, I would always try and make it a week. So I'd go out to the venue a few days before, do some sightseeing and, and whatever. Um, they would actually, like, perhaps travel around Europe a little bit or, you know, do do other things. So, uh, yeah, no, this is it. Like, we are completely an amateur hobby as such. So there's, n- there's no, you know, professional contracts and there's no, you know, vast amounts of prize money on offer. So you do have to weigh that up. And actually, sometimes... It's not necessarily the best team that you can pick. It's the best team of available players, Um, because you know you might have some like really good X-wing players that just can't commit to traveling, you know, to some place in Europe to go and play. Um, So maybe there is a place for uh, the online um, XTC um, and obviously the in person. Maybe there is a perhaps perhaps the, the in person one stays in august sort of time where it sort of historically has been and maybe we see um three four months later or whatever we have a, a world team champ or something like that
3: i'd quite i quite like the idea of doing it like the you do with football where you would have you could have a euro championship that is in person or you could have a um copa america that is in person or whatever way each continent or area or however you wanted to do it could do an in-person one if they wanted to and then you could do worlds as a the world xtc as an online event that'd be quite cool it'd be a good mix between both of them yeah
4: i mean that'd there's nice. there's maybe there's a way of if amg are going to tie x-wing worlds into adepticon because I, I know that obviously the xtc has basically piggybacked onto euros the last couple of uh time. so you know they used to run the XTC like the, the two or three days before the uh, european continental x-wing champs um so maybe that would be a way of working it where you know maybe the XTC's is held you know a little bit before worlds or, or wherever maybe maybe that would work i don't know uh, but no uh, yeah otherwise yeah you're probably doing some sort of uh not quite continental version, but yeah, you, you, you're doing some sort of uh, division, aren't you? So like, you probably have the Americas, uh, the Americas, and the Euros, and it's whether or not like your Australasia, sort of Asia, sort of area, either bolts into those or runs its own event, and then somehow they get together. But we'll see.
0: Cool. So what's next then? Um, I guess that's my, my question really. To um, I'll say to Cormac and Dale. I'll go Dale first because he's been quiet. He's been sitting patiently, not not chatting too much while we've been waffling on about the XDC. Um, <laughs> what you doing next, Dale? Because I know you're you you've been thinking about different lists. You've flown the Empire now. What are you looking at next?
2: Yeah, so um, next we've got, I, I think the next one is Italy, which is the um, start of September. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm in an hour in between giving resistance a go because I've done, got the prizes for the Empire stuff or, um, or tweaking my list to take on board what I've learned from the Hanover stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, the resistance I'm quite liking a few different things. Um, the Y-Wings are super cheap. I've realised after looking into it but um, but Empire wise looking at um, giving a decimator a go should be quite a laugh so I've never done big base ships (laughs) they're good
0: to joust with I hear apparently so (laughs) smash smash them into stuff Yeah, there's a lot of um there's a lot of good cheap stuff in resistance. One of the things we didn't talk about from Gen Con was that four of the five lists that went undefeated over the three heats, because Gen Con had three heats out of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four of the five lists that went undefeated in Swiss were resistance builds and mostly different. Um, but they all included a Y-wing or two, at least. Um because they're very, very efficient and very effective ships, the Zumi boys with engine upgrade and <laughs> bombs and <laughs> iron turrets and stuff.
3: Is this where you need to insert a like resistance section beginning? Please forward to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it short. That's it. Um, I am going to give a quick shout out to the the people who managed to to go undefeated um, in Swiss with resistance lists, but I'll do that at the end, and it'll just be me giving them a shout out. So. Um. Yeah, because, you know, I'll talk about resistance stuff all day, but um, it is good to see that the faction is is doing well. Um, although still failing at, you know, top four. Um, but, you know, top four, top eight seems to be where it gets to. But, you know, maybe that's just because players with the capability of winning the big events haven't don't pick up resistance. But now Dale is. You've won big events before, Dale. Get on the resistance train, man. Get <laughs> we'll it done. See. 'll we'll see try to play x wing again <laughs> <laughs> Cool. what are you looking at, Cormac or are you still still riding the uh riding the republic train for now
3: um yeah, it's probably one of those where I don't think I'm in the process it's really really busy at work and a moving house and I've got a new puppy and everything else is happening. so I suspect that the amount of x wing I'm going to play for Italy is going to be my x d c games and that's pretty much it, so I think um it's more than likely going to be a case of, yay, yeah, yeah, I don't have to pack my bag again. That's my list for Italy. <laughs> um, so I would say I'm probably going to go Republic. I wouldn't mind uh, trying some of the FO lists because I I don't know if maybe the meta is kind of shifting to accommodate them or to to deal with them, but they're, they are are brilliant toolbox list and that's my kind of, list that i really like um but as i said i'm not entirely sure if maybe things like i think all that big health ships um the fo really does struggle to do enough damage into those big health ships so i think um maybe we will see a little bit less of them the fo have taken out the rebel alpha which maybe now everything is going to start taking out the fo
0: Yeah, as interesting, I have I have noticed that the Rebel Alpha's kind of just fallen away. I mean, I used it in um, I used it in uh, in the XTC, and it was um, essentially pair me into anything other than FO, and I should be able to grab a win. Um, But you know, and I ended up three and one, and lost to a Republic list, um, which was a as we said earlier, a sneaky Alpha strike um, that you know just outflew me uh, in the last game. but yeah, it was one of those. It's interesting watching the MetaFlex, as you say, because um, that's disappeared. You know, Rebel Elf has disappeared. First Order, for all that it tore up a couple of online events and has done well, has failed to convert that into um, anything at real real life events. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, but I think I think you're absolutely right. It does align to your your playstyle, that toolboxy kind of. I've just got all of these different abilities and I need a brain the size of a planet to try and hold them all and not miss any triggers and balance everything in my head at, at the same time. And I know um, Chris Patrick, who did well at Gen Con, he, he made cut before losing out, I think, top 16 to Nathan Eide. Um he did, you know, he was using um, his list that he won um, a couple of big online events with um, and, you know, he, he just said, Few few mistakes and it falls over, but it's got the ability to beat pretty much everything. So yeah, I I mean, there's a thing about the resistance Y wings. He goes talk about resistance again. Is that they actually (laughs) have reasonably good game into that FO list? Those you know, because they can take the damage output and they can take them off the board and they can ionize things and that kind of stuff. So it's a fairly even duel. But I think I'm starting to be. Turn, my head turned away from four Y-wings into two or three with some other ships around them, rather than just leaning on ions and bombs to do all the work but, yeah well, It's
3: interesting to see as well, like I mean the ship numbers definitely seem to be coming down, like I think I was really surprised at Hanover, just at the, the type of list that we were seeing, like I was not expecting to see a Decimator meta um, and there was a lot of scum and there was a lot of, like, three to four ship lists. And I think they aren't losing as obviously in the objective game now. So they are a lot more viable. So that's quite interesting where things are, I would say, actually really balanced at the moment. So it's actually in quite a good place.
0: Do you know what surprises me is that nobody's picked up, or I haven't seen people picking up, and Martin Chivers, seven dice one with all the three dice variant ties and crack shots everywhere and I mean, all of the other nonsense
4: uh, that's not strictly true i, I have seen it around uh, i think there was one on stream at gen con um i think tie swarms always suffer from the fact that you've got to run seven ships for like you know six rounds of swiss followed by the top cut and mentally it's a very taxing list um I think you do flight differently in two point six you don't fly quite as much of a block, although there's still elements of that um but there's there are still tie swarms knocking around um but I don't think they're quite um there's there's a few things that play against the tie swarm I know we've chatted about this before, like you know the bumping mechanic um you know the obstacles uh you know are a lot worse for the tie fighters um but there are a few good tie swarm players who are still taking that list.
0: I have just looked on the Gen Con lists and there's three instances of howl runner and they're all howl runner with five four or five ties plus either rex lebrath or vader.
4: Oh maybe 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 it was like yeah five five and rex I, yeah. I I thought I saw one where there's a lot of tie fighters on stream in one Yeah <laughs>
0: no, I mean like if you have two of them smashing into each other which might have happened at at one point or another you know there's going to be you know 10 tie fighters on the on the table plus you know a Reaper and a couple of X-1s, but...
4: I mean, um, I I certainly, my game two or three in Hanover was a seven-tie swarm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Hanover, yeah. Um, Gen Con, I I mean, with somebody having won the UK World's Qualifier with it, I would have (laughs) expected to see it pop up in more places. Um, But as you say, there are reasons why people don't want to fly a seven-tie swarm um, for... (laughs) five or six rounds over the course yeah.
4: of the day i mean the only, the only way i was able to do it was literally to color code everything and then we we, <laughs> we, we we joked about it being the mighty Morphin inferno squadron uh but that just made my life so much easier because i was like well the yellow ship is the yellow dial and it's doing this maneuver and the pink ship with the pink dial is doing this maneuver um, and you
0: kept the you kept the colors the same so you know San marana was always the pink one or yeah. for, for example um yeah I I did the same when I was using the 4Y wings in real life and on TTS I always used the same colors mm-hmm. um so my red one was always arrow. so then I know that if you shoot at the red one I can pass opens backwards and I don't have to try and remember which one's which it's you know blue one's kai red one's chassis, whatever um and that just works like to help you to remember the triggers um for whatever it is going on in your list so um whatever works I guess cool yeah. um I think we're kind of, we've talked through pretty much everything. Um, Has anybody else got anything that they wanted to talk about while they were on?
4: Yeah, I just, well, I just wanted to quickly chat about um, sort of my X-Wing plans. So unfortunately, due to work, there's no more uh, international X-Wing for me this year. um, I think I would have, and that's probably a good thing, because I I think I would have found it quite hard to choose between Netherlands and uh, Italy. Uh, but there is an X-Wing charity event happening on the 18th of September at Boarding Brum uh, being run by Ashley Turner and it's raising funds for I think Army Cadets uh, yeah, Army, Army Cadets to uh, for a trip to South Africa so um, if you're looking for a, an X-Wing event it's on a Sunday, Boarding Brum uh, and obviously there's a, a, a decent amount of prize support for that so that's my sort of next event on the uh, horizon and then it's my World's Warm-Up on October first. So, if you're not going to London for the world's qualifier, and you fancy a chance to win some Enigma wargaming painted ships and other cool prizes, uh, that is also at Board in Brum. Cool.
0: Thank you, uh, Cormac. Anything else from you?
3: No, I think like um, the only thing I wanted to say was just international X-wing is really fun, and it's was great like we drove over got the tunnel like it was a long enough drive but it was you know it was still great fun myself dale and harrison and i think it's i think the netherlands for example is going to be one that people would be able to make and i think if you're half thinking about it, or if you've been enjoying 2.6 you know see if you can get a few people together and go for it
0: yeah yeah, very, very much. So I, I'm not jealous at all. Um, <laughs> you know, clearly all of my spare money is currently being siphoned into the Florida holiday fund. Um, so I can't be too jealous of people getting to go to other countries to play X Wing. Um, but I am going to pack. You still uh, are. <laughs> I am. I'm, I am packing. A, I'm packing a list and bringing it with me to go to Florida though, because I'm, I'm nipping down to see Andrew Lippens and uh, Chris Patrick they're both Florida locals. Um so we're gonna play a couple of games. Uh I think on one of the Wednesdays that I'm over in one of the, the friendly local game stores in Orlando. Um so that's international X Wing. Not a big proper tournament, but I'm gonna take it anyway. Um <laughs> so yeah, it's it's it, it's great to see it back. And yeah, I'm jealous and I'm looking forward to next year when I maybe have a bit more disposable income that I can um point in that direction and maybe make a couple of events myself. Um Cool. Anything from you, Dale? Yeah, I mean, echoing what Cormac's
2: saying, X-Wing is a ton of fun. Um, the other thing I'd like to uh, guess to everyone is who may be on the fence with stuff is that it's um, it's still just as fun a game as it's always been. Um, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of the people that's not been happy with AMG's communication skills, but the game that we like and the time we all spend together is just as cool as it always was. And if people could just uh, if people are on the fence, just give it a go uh, two point six is a ton better than two point five um and it's definitely worth at least giving a go
0: yeah it it's it's different um I think that uh, just to echo that its it's different, and it's a lot better um because they've fiddled with the scenarios and they've changed the rules around, and things are starting to bed in um and they have announced that there's going to be you know proper rules and stuff released in next year's kind of rule sets as well so um you know i i hope that there's going to be a new or a returning group of people when the rules are finished going through their open beta testing which it feels like we're going through at the minute but it's starting to feel more kind of stable at the minute and, and into like what's probably going to end up being close to the final form of the game which is which is great um cool thank you man um ben anything from you
1: uh, no, just a shout out to everyone who um, we met in Germany, and we had a great time.
0: I was going to come back and do shout outs anyway. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I've um, done mine now. <laughs> and Tim's <laughs> already had his anything else, so Tim, have you any shout outs?
4: Uh, yeah, I think I'll just echo what Ben said. It was quite nice. There was quite a few uh, people who came up to me and sort of spoke to me about the podcast and stuff, so it was quite nice you know, to sort of see people and... and Nice to know that obviously this this weekly rambling chat that we 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 do is is you know appreciated and um, you know people are actually listening. So uh, thanks to those. Yeah. Uh, I will say a big thanks to uh, Chris and the rest of the judging team for running the event. Um, people like you know say Funwalk and the German community for being you know fantastic hosts. You know very helpful. Right. Um, you know just like random like you say like sad toaster messaging us about going out for some food on the sunday night and meeting up with daniel as well um yeah no it was it was just yeah super, super nice just to sort of you know have sort of a nice time and, and fun with people who, who are you know enjoying x-wing um so yeah getting that sort of hobby and holiday back back and uh yeah
1: fantastic just, um, just before you move on, I also want to thank the anonymous person who donates, like I basically give some money to me to buy a ship for doing the league, but Rich won't tell me who it is. But thank no, you, whoever you are.
0: <laughs> I'm reasonably sure you can find out if you really want to, but um,
1: I haven't got yeah. access to the PayPal account. You all know me better than that. <laughs> Well, not, is, it. Is,
3: is, is the paypal account the florida holiday fund
0: <laughs> i wish i wish
1: if i no. had access to it we'd have been drinking the fancy way while we were away carmack <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: we uh, we 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 have one responsible sith taker who's good with money and he gets to look after it <laughs> so... spoiler alert it's also not rich <laughs> no, <it's> not <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I spend all the money on lightsabers as prizes instead <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, nope. Tim
3: was drinking some very nice beers in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's,
0: got his, Tim's got his own mystery PayPal account. It's best not to ask.
4: <laughs> I mean, that's that's what the uh, the world's fundraiser is really about.
0: <laughs> it's, it's not to pay for flights and stuff. It's to pay for beers when you're traveling. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to shout out, as I said, um, the guys who went uh, from the resistance tank who went, uh, undefeated at Gen Con. Mark Myers was the uh was the first one on day one. Um so he did it with um Ray Polkova, three ship list. Who knew? Um then Andrew Schmidt and Philip Schmidt who are both long uh, I've known Andrew for a bit but not Philip. Um so they both went five and oh as well. And then Andrew Lippens um who again mentioned uh and they're all using kind of Y Wings apart from Mark Myers um with you know Poe and Kaz and mixtures of other things as well so it's great to see the old faction getting up there so there's my shout outs done um (laughs) cormac did you have any shout outs you wanted to do
3: um just shout everyone who was in germany opponent wise it was just great fun harry for driving across with us um it was great to have someone in the car who was actually awake because dale dale was supposed (laughs) to be our navigator but spent majority of time asleep um so that was helpful. At least it was quiet. Um, and then also as well, the bit I had forgotten was Chris Mitchell for having a uh, little life size well, no mini me version <laughs> cut, cut out, which is slightly weird that he has a laminated cut out of me that he brought in case I didn't make the tournament that I could now be at the tournament.
0: Laminated. Yes. Wow! That's, that's um,
3: yes, with what wipe clean so it can be written on. He <laughs> said, <laughs> so he can yeah. write down whether it's match slips or whatever. At least that was the reason, allegedly. <laughs>
0: this reminds me of the time that um, Alex Burt turned up um, here for a, one of the early Sith Taker Opens or Nerf Herder or something, um, and he was staying at Bob D's house. And he went into the guest room in Bob's house, and Bob had a cushion of Alex Burt's face on the bed that <laughs> Alex was going to be sleeping on.: That was great. Um, and basically, Alex was, first of all a bit scared, and then he just decided it was his, and he kept it, because <laughs> <laughs> he liked it because it was a cushion of his face. So yeah.
1: That was one of the best things Bob's ever done.) <laughs> <laughs>
0: very strange but funny it's a strange way anyway, cool thank you um anything from you dale
2: i um again echoing what's already been said everyone in germany um special thanks to chris and also ben for realizing i left my templates of six years worth of playing x-wing just casually on the stream table and we didn't realize until <laughs> I thought Ben was pulling my leg, but it turns out no. we made it halfway back across Germany and I realized I'm still there. So thanks, for uh, Chris, for keeping it safe until I see him again.
1: <laughs> You're lucky I let you take them. I was, there was a serious moment where I thought I was going to hold them and just start using them at any event I knew you would be at.
2: Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> I, only, I only have myself to blame.
0: Was, was that the template tray with Dave written on it? It's a yeah, famous
2: yeah. Dave Cromwell template tray, but with all my templates from everything that I've got them in. So it's like a proper mix mash of everything. So yeah. that would have been really sucky. To have, you, have,
0: you got it, have you got it back
2: now? No, no, no. It's, Chris has it to ransom. So I probably won't see it until our next player game, which will be Italy.
0: <laughs> is Chris going to Italy though? He's in it, yeah. Wow. wow.
3: But if you're taking resistance, you only need a one forward, don't you? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Occasionally, you need a one bank. All right, yeah, fair. just if you're using Y Wings, though, you'll need three banks as well because nobody expects the three bank, even though it's always glaringly obvious. But, um, three bank
1: boost. Oh,
0: it's worth giving a massive shout out, though, to Chris Mitchell because it looks like, by the signs of things, that he's going to be jetting all over Europe, um, all of these world championship qualifiers, and by the signs of things, making them run like clockwork. So. Um, thanks to Chris uh, for everything he does for the community because it's really, really appreciated. Um, cool, that's us done then. So, uh, thank you very much, guys, for coming on. Um, uh, it's goodbye from Cormac. Bye bye. Goodbye from Dale. Bye bye. Goodbye from Ben. Bye. Goodbye from Tim. Bye bye. Uh, goodbye from me.
2: Cheerio.